Boy, thank you. Thank you, Alan Samuels, for what you do. I mean, we're about to have Stephen Simcox on. He's always admired my Grand Cherokee Laredo. Um, I love this, Stephen. This, this, um, this is going to go on till July 10th. All retired military get an extra $2,000 on top of all the other cash incentives, including specially incentivized uh, um, interest rates. And, and this is just crazy. So basically on a, 20, on a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee, if you're a veteran, you could end up, your savings grows to, you get $5,500 in cash values plus 2.9% for 72 months for our military. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, they're, they're out there right now. Stephen and McGregor are just saying, golly, I got to get up there and see what Ted Teague is up to. Stephen, welcome to the show. I mean, I could hear some things happening in the background there. I mean, you're just kind of, you're getting ready. You're kind of, you probably have your little AirPods in or whatever. How are you today? I'm good, Matt. I love the people at Alan Samuels. You got me wanting a small sandwich now as well. So mm. having a good afternoon. Excited to talk to you. And uh, yeah, it's good times here at the Simcox House. Well, I was just talking to Aaron. He's excited. Um, I think he is. I mean, I, I could kind of hear it in his voice a little bit. <laughs> You're going to be doing some some Friday night action for us, and and um, I mean, I I hope I hope I can announce this. I mean, I, if I can't. I've already, it's too late now, but Stephen, I wanted to get it on the air before you had a chance to renege, okay, or think, oh, I can't, because once I report this, it is, you are back involved with Eminem Broadcasting, so congratulations, welcome back, oh, or Stephen, by the way, have you, have you shared, have you shared this news with everybody that you're supposed to share it with? I think so, my mom might okay, be good. for the first time, hey mom, you know, but yeah. I think it's okay at this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah well, football. Go, go ahead, Matt. No, no, I love your mom. I, I, now, now I regret that because I want her to, but I think she would be cool hearing it on the Mosley yeah. show. I think she would embrace that. I think your dad, he's somewhere reading a book right now. Uh, <laughs> I was more concerned, honestly, as I started to say that, I was like, what about that rich business over there? Did we get all that? Uh, Did we t- yeah, yeah. But anyway, Stephen can do whatever the heck he wants to do is really the thing in life. And uh, so, Stephen, yeah, you have a passion for high school. Uh, obviously, Aaron Sexton does. And so kind of Friday nights, you're going to get right back in the mix. And, um, and you know, I'm hoping also you'll then wake up early, early Saturday mornings and just report right to McLean Stadium and Hang out with me there. This is going to be. These are going to be some fun weekends. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be good. I'll be doing some simple football with Ward on Friday nights, and then scoreboard shows. Having a little score story on on uh, Friday evening into Saturday morning. Cause typically, it goes you know kind of into the early morning hours. And uh, yeah, Matt. I mean, on those Saturdays, I might have to. Uh, I might have to get my own home studio for those 11 a.m. kicks. But hopefully, Baylor doesn't have a lot of those because they're playing well and they're playing in big time games. I know Fox. They like, I don't really know why they've kind of cornered the the 11 a.m. market. That doesn't really seem to be the path that anybody else has taken. But Joel Platt and Gus Johnson, they just like to eat some brunch and then get in the stadium and uh, get with it on Big Doom kickoff. But hopefully the Bears are maybe playing some uh, some early evening, late evening games uh, later on in the season so you don't have to be up there at, at 6 a.m. But I know you will be because, you know, you're committed to the tailgate show. You're committed to 
to Baylor University football. So you'll be there regardless. But those are those are some early morning kicks when it's when it's eleven a.m. and you're on the air at seven. Yeah, I I was thinking about trying to write it into my contract that it, all those games are eleven. I was not able to do those, and unfortunately, <laughs> you can't you can't do that. I know Aaron would appreciate. Aaron's a cre you know he is a late night guy like myself who really kind of likes to maybe turn in around three or three thirty. That's a tough thing to do when you got to be up at the station about six fifteen or six thirty. But um, Stephen, you and Aaron have worked together. Uh, you know how he ticks, and just kind of get him. Don't let him fixate on, like, Robinson since he went there at Waco High School. Make him talk about some of the other teams, okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get Aaron to dip into Bell County. We'll have him, you know, talking about those Bosque County scores as well. I think it'll be fun, but I'm excited, man. I mean, we, we got Temple football. Uh, I think we got a couple other broadcasts as well. I don't, I don't know if I'm able to let the cow out of the bag get on that. But. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have three broadcasts on Friday night, so that's the plan. And so this is the place to be. You know, you can listen. You can go across the dial, listen to a couple games, and then catch us after doing scores and highlights and yeah. talking to a few coaches. And so it'll be uh, it'll be good to get back in that mix. And they give free pizza, or at least they did. I don't know if that's changed. Gary Moss used to give us free pizza on Friday night. Yeah, so that's really why I meant to it. talk to you. Meant to talk to you about that before you came <laughs> on. That's been one of the cutbacks. friday night well i'll just bring my own dinner (laughs) no you should uh no i'm sure they will if they don't i'll shame them and i'll send you guys some pizza although i think i've promised you food in the past i would i would like to get you some chili cheese fries your favorite thing from over there at walk-ons or do they have chili cheese fries over at sonic across the parking lot from us a little different a little different recipe than walk-ons but it still tastes pretty good i I like it Aaron, are you a chili cheese fries guy, or have you gone more of a healthy route? It's probably one of my top five favorite foods. Oh, wow. You put, oh, man. I, I, yes. I have that at least once a week. Well, and you've Something seen Aaron. on this program. Just yeah, I know. A couple, <laughs> couple of guys that are really going to, y'all should be up there with Joey Chestnut at the Nathan's <laughs> Hot Dog Eating Contest. <laughs> All right, well, Stephen, this is very exciting news and uh very happy to have you back and as you alluded to we've got more announcements coming and this is going to be some of the high school games that we have we always have a lot temple's awesome there's a couple more schools we're going to roll out in addition to temple that we'll be talking about in the coming days and i'm very excited to share all that news but ward has to give me the okay on these big announcements i gotta say ward can i do this and he's usually like yeah whatever Whatever, mostly, if you want to. You're going to do it anyway. But I do try to get permission from Ward on most things because Ward is, honestly, Ward's a pretty awesome guy, the way he's running things, and we've he's uh, I've enjoyed working with him immensely. Okay, uh, Stephen, what about this Big 12? Stephen Simcox with us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, and, Stephen, by the way, check out our new uh, noon show, The Press Box, with John Carroll, Ward Whites and Stephanie in Sports. Stephanie Sports Corner. Ooh. I feel I like love I that. I think I know her last name. I think it's Fox, but I just never have ever called her by her last name. And boy, she's yeah, got a boyfriend. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird that we don't know it, but we we're, she's like a good friend, but we've never used her last name. Um boy, her the guy that she dates though is a great radio guy. He came on with us the other day, Aaron. 
And I was like, dang, we need to get Scott involved. Uh, I mean, he's really good former military guy, really good on the air. Uh, okay, uh, what about this Big 12 football media preseason poll? First of all, Stephen, are you like me and did you just decline the opportunity to vote? Or did you secure a vote in this thing? Yeah, I got one in an email, but I uh, I, I missed my opportunity to get it in before the ballots closed. <laughs> so I did not, I did not who, vote this go around. I was who, excited about it, too. I, I felt bad. Like, I, it's the first time, I think it's the first time I've ever gotten the preseason mm-hmm. ballot, but I, I didn't make it. Uh, I didn't make it in there. The 14 teams kind of intimidated me, Matt. I opened it up and saw 14. <laughs> 14 teams I had to put down all these names. I'm like, I don't know about that. I, I might pass on this one. Yeah, you don't want to be like the one person that votes for Oklahoma State. They got one first-place vote out of, like, hundreds of people who participated. And we, you know it's like either the it's somebody from the Tulsa world. I say that. I like all those people. But it, it could be Curtis Quillen, the sports director out there at KCEN, Although I've already yeah. put that on Twitter, and he 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 acted like he did not vote in this thing, but I kind of I feel like he might go that route. Now, were you bothered as a TCU alum that you are <coughs> by T, by the Horn Frogs getting? <coughs> Sorry, we're going to put a cough button in here at some point. Um, fifth, I mean, after playing for the national title. And the Horn Frogs end up fifth in the preseason poll. To me, even as a non-Horn Frog fan, that felt somewhat disrespectful to me for the Horn Frogs to have played for the national title and get voted fifth. Um, are you fine with that? Do you think that's unfair, or do you sit here as do you take your Horn Frog hat off and go? That may be about right. Yeah, I think there's some disrespect there. I mean, overall, I feel like it's good. You know, this this is a program and a team that seems to thrive and do better when there are lower expectations, much like myself. Uh, they were picked seventh in the poll last year. and But, I mean, overall, Matt, like, I think fifth is kind of ridiculous. Now, I understand Texas is getting all the preseason hype, and I get it to a certain degree. I mean, they have a really talented receiver room. I know they got a lot of people coming back on defense. But I just keep getting held back on the fact of, like, do we think Quinn Ewers is good now? I mean, he, like, he was very inconsistent last year. There were times where he looked awful. And, honestly, aside from shaving off his mullet, which I think was a good decision for him, I don't really know what he's done this offseason that gives me a ton of confidence in him leading this team. Um, but I understand why Texas is one. I get K-State at two. I feel like they're going to miss Deuce Vaughn more than people are kind of leading on, but I realize they're bringing their whole offensive line back. The the two that I don't understand that are above TCU is Oklahoma and Texas Tech. I mean, I get Oklahoma's getting the benefit of the doubt because they're always talented, but that defense that Brett Venables had last season was absolutely awful. I know they've added in the transfer portal. They have a really good recruiting class coming in, but, I mean, they were non-competitive in a lot of games, um, and they were barely a bowl team. And then – Texas Tech, like, uh, Matt, you don't have to jump in with me on this because I know you love Joey, and Joey was at Baylor, and we had a good time talking to him. He's a charismatic guy. But, like, you got to do more than just tweet out Ric Flair gifts to get the bump <laughs> over to you at, at Texas Tech. Like, they, they won seven games last year. Zach Woo! Kittley uh, 
people at Tech, like I saw Tech fans on Twitter. I saw y'all's tweets. You you didn't like Zach Kitley, the offensive coordinator. You didn't like this gambling style that the Red Raiders had where they were going forward on fourth down all the time. And their quarterback, like Tyler Shook, is going into, I think, his 10th year of college eligibility. He's one of these guys that just keeps playing because of COVID eligibility. He transferred in back in 2020, uh, I think it was before the COVID season from Oregon, and I know part of this is because of injury, but Matt, he lost his job to Henry Columbi, who Henry Columbi was like a, a leftover from Utah State that Matt Wells brought with him. He's lost his job to Baron Morton. He lost his job to Donovan Wilson, who's now at Houston. Like, I just don't have a huge belief that this guy's going to come in and lead this team um, to eight or nine wins. I'm not buying the tech hype. I know they have a lot of returning production, but historically they're a team that, you know, even in the Mike Leach eras, they won eight or nine games at most. Um, and I, I'm not buying into the fact that even though that's a tough environment in Lubbock and they got a lot of people coming back, that they are better than TCU. And I don't think Oklahoma is either. So I would have had them at third. Uh, I think fifth is, is honestly kind of ridiculous. Don't you think Joey should give Matt Rule like some kind of licensing fee for using all his <laughs> stuff and sayings and stuff? <laughs> Yeah, Don't you think he owes some money? <laughs> I mean, Rule is out there like Mr. Motivational Speaker, you know, and Joey, I mean, he's he's taking that whole thing that Rule brought in about how to identify. It's unbelievable. And now Joey is given – now, Joey was an unbelievable high school coach. He's a great recruiter. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of that stuff, that scouting stuff that they used to get their players, it all came from Rule. Now, again, you have to learn from mentors and everything, but it is funny at age whatever Joey was, 48 or 49, to cross paths with somebody and go, you know what, I kind of like this philosophy. I kind of, <laughs> I think I'm going to roll with this. And, man, I who knows, maybe it'll work. But it sounds like he's on your fraud alert list. Now, of course, Joey's a good friend of mine, so I would never put him on there. But mm. he's not up there with that one guy you hate. Pat Fitzgerald, oh, Pat Fitzgerald, head coach oh, at goodness. Northwestern, who thinks if we could get the kids to stop tweeting and stop getting on Facebook, <laughs> none of them are on Facebook. Have you noticed, by the way, these high school kids are graduating now and, like, getting on Facebook? And I always feel, you know, they can be, like, great family friends, but I'm like, I can't follow. Like, there's a certain, you know what I mean? Like, you just, like, it's just really weird when young people start using Facebook. I want to be like, that's for us. That's for the the adults. Don't yeah, get, get don't let go yeah, on get, Snapchat. Do something. Yeah, get, you got other stuff you could be doing. Get on Twitter. That's fine. But don't get on our thing. We don't get on Snapchat. We don't even can't even figure out Instagram. Don't be getting on our thing, which is Facebook, okay? And Pinterest. <laughs> Ask Debbie if she <laughs> she does Pinterest. I love a good Pinterest. I don't really know what that is. <laughs> But that, I think there's Does some, Meredith like, art. Pinterest? Does your wife do Pinterest? You know, Meredith likes to look at reels, and, and she'll look okay. at a good video. She's like me. She likes a good animal video here and there. And she likes these. <laughs> these. There's some influencers out there. She kind of like, hey, this person's funny. There's somebody that does a funny thing making fun of, I don't know. I always worry when Meredith starts making fun of accents because I'm like, I grew up with a pretty big accent and still probably have one, okay? Let's not be making fun of, like, small-town accents because that's where I came from. But anyway, she kind of likes this one lady who's always doing funny stuff. Um, okay, I got a trivia question for you, Simcox. Don't okay. look this up. 
Where is Spencer Sanders, former Oklahoma State, where is he, what roster is he on? We'll give you a free Schmaltz's sandwich if you can get this without looking it up. Do not look this up. Yeah, he's uh, he's battling out Walker Howard for the old Miss job, I believe. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I didn't know how many people – today I was thinking about that. Where is Spencer Sanders? You were talking about somebody who had been around forever. Spencer Sanders showed up on yeah. the Oklahoma State campus right after Brandon Whedon left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Spencer – you know, funny thing, too, Spencer's kind of getting a pass. I recently read an article with Gundy. He was previewing the season, and he was like, yeah, Spencer basically just left us in the lurch. Like, they wanted him to play the bowl game because they didn't have any other quarterbacks. And he was going to do it. And then about halfway through bowl practice, he was like, ah, actually, I think I'm going to go on the portal, guys. I feel like I'm just going to move on. And we'll see you later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You think Baylor – I think Baylor is kind of one of these and, – and, and uh, we're about to talk about this in Campus Confidential, which is our 440 segment. Uh, and, uh, Stephen, you're a big camp. You like that campus. You were part of the formation – of Campus Confidential. I don't know which one of us came up with that name, but but we, we it really took off and now has a sponsor and the whole thing. In fact, it's our old buddy Jim Turner, of all people, sponsoring the uh, Campus Confidential. Stephen Baylor at six. To me, this is a big X-Factor team. This is a boomer bust team. They got they, the, It was a market correction. Everybody feels embarrassed when they get one wrong. And people picked Baylor to win it last year, and Baylor lost Jalen Petrie and J.T. Woods and Boogie Barnes and everybody and, and, and Terrell Bernard. They weren't ready for prime time. They really weren't. They had decent lines, but they didn't have – they weren't deep on skill. Do you think Baylor could finish anywhere from – let me – I'm going to plant something on you. Three, even all the way down to ten. Is that, is that the range – or even – I'll put them up at two. Heck, I'll put them at one. I think Baylor could finish anywhere from one to ten. Is that? Do you agree with any part of that? No, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, you know, the strange thing about this fourteen-team league now is I just feel like the schedule is so important. And I know you mentioned it yesterday online, Matt, on Twitter, that you know they missed the Oklahoma schools this year. Still, I got some tough games against Kansas State. Got to play Texas. Got to play TCU. But overall, I think there is you know, a pass for them to uh, string together some wins. Um, and we'll see. I, I like Jeff Grimes a lot. I think he runs a physical offense. I feel like as, as much as people got frustrated with Blake Chapin last year, um, experience is a big factor. It does help a lot. And um, if he comes in healthier and more confident, that, that can be a huge thing. And, you know, the Utah game is going to be tough. But one thing about Utah is they're really physical and they hit you in the mouth. And I feel like it, at the very least, like they'll get a, a very good gauge of who they are and what their strengths and weaknesses are after that matchup. But not everybody um, gets to see that because they don't always play great opponents in non-conference play. So I think all those things work for Baylor. Um, and, you know, I could see them finishing like in that one to eight, one to 10 range. I really feel like they're going to avoid the bottom though, because um, I, I feel like people are underselling, just how tough it is to make this jump. BYU probably not as much as the other three schools, but as good as Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are, it's just, I mean, it's a big step up when you're playing power five, you know, deep physical teams every week. And 
uh, I, I think it's going to be hard for those teams to to adjust and hit the ground running with with the new Big 12 schedule. Were were y'all still Mountain West when we beat you fifty forty eight or whatever it was in that awesome game that I think yeah, Paul Hall you know, was, was in and Mountain West, I believe. Okay, okay. There's just only, that's, that's a score I remember, and then it's a sixty-one fifty-eight. I've I've I don't really I don't really remember too many other scores. Twelve you to nine, or <laughs> <laughs> people are always like, mostly we don't go to Eamon Carter. I'm like, no, I have no interest at all. Hey, do TCU people like? Are they embracing Kindle? Um, like, is it just like? Or or has it taken a little while? It had to be a very awkward, weird thing after hating his dad and all the awful things TCU people said. And some of that was, I understand. But then all of a sudden his son is your offensive coordinator. Very, very strange and awkward situation. How have the TCU people kind of handled that? Or are they, are they like Team Kendall or are they just Team TCU and not really going too hard on the Bryles side of this? There's definitely a contingent that are not happy about it and have expressed that, you know, even now this is a very small group as far as to say they're struggling to support the team. I think by and large, like fans are fans no matter where they are. Um, and even though it's weird and uncomfortable, if if TCU has a good offense, then it'll be fine. If they don't, then they'll complain about Kendall, but it'll be more about the on-field results and the history. Uh, but it is a weird situation. But, you know, one thing that, got brought up when, when this all went down is Kendall in, in the name is what it is. And he's, he's Art's son, but at the same time, like Kazkazadi was on the staff last year. And from a like face of the program standpoint, there aren't many strength coaches that are, are more well-known across America. I mean, he was, he was front and center um, during those Baylor years as, you know, part strength coach, part motivational speaker, and was always, you know, a huge part of what they did. And, Carlton Buckles is there as well, and he spent some time with Art. I mean, I think, like, Sonny has connections to that family, has connections to that coaching tree, um, and he seems to be comfortable with, with hiring guys from that staff. I know he was also chasing after Jeff Levy, who ended up at Oklahoma, who obviously has uh, family ties to the Bryles uh, family as well. So, you know, there's, there's people that are uncomfortable with it, but I think at the end of the day, like most fan bases – it's going to come down to what happens when they hit the field. And is that hypocritical considering all the things that TCU said about Baylor, you know, years ago? Yeah, it is. But um, that's, that's just kind of how sports fans operate. <laughs> what was Gary, what do you say? What's nothing like what's going on down hour and a half down here south. down yeah, south. Down south. <laughs> it was like TCU had some kind of weapons i forget it was like a drug thing or whatever it was yeah, it well, was they, not they beat, yeah. we had a couple defensive ends beat up some frat boys for some yes life, you know yes <laughs> yes that go down? <laughs> <laughs> he said it's not that's not anything like that was a real gracious moment for gary thank you gary <laughs> have you heard yeah, what he gary's up to Dixon. What, what's that, Matt? Was Gary up Wait, to? I don't know what he's doing these days. I know he has his okay. foundation and he's doing some work in Fort Worth, but other than that, I think he's just living the life. I was afraid you were going to tell it. I'm not dick. Oh, wait, did who was the one that Gary accused uh, the Baylor player of coming after him after a game? I thought, was it Ahmad or was it Orion Stewart? Uh, I mean, Ahmad got kicked out of one of those Ryan games. Stewart, but Ahmad hit Trayvon Boykin in a game, I think it was in 2013. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, like, he, I think he was ejected, but he stayed on the sidelines. And I'm pretty sure Gary wanted him arrested. Like, he was so mad after the game that Ahmad was on the sidelines after he got after he got ejected for a targeting call. That might have been pre-targeting, but hit to the helmet or something oh, like that. Oh, and, and Art had Art had tragically lost his brother that week. You remember that? It was like, yeah. everybody was kind of like, hey, Gary, could you go easy? I mean, this is kind of a rough week for Art. And Gary, of course, was like. Forget that. We got we had some kind of issue over here on the sideline and I'm gonna go crazy after the game. And I was at Fox Sports Southwest and I of course came on TV full green and gold. I think that, and just going after Gary. It's a wonder that Gary and I are, are like we are now. It's very Matt, he I, like he was always like that. Even in that last season against SMU, he made up some story about how Jerry Kill got hit in the head by a helmet by an SMU player. And they had video evidence that it didn't happen. They were like, Gary, we saw the video. Like, this didn't happen. And he was still in the press conference accusing SMU of assaulting Gary Kill. Like, he was just, <laughs> when he would get on something, man, there was nothing you were going to tell that dude. He was, yeah. he was on it. He was going to stay with it. <laughs> I, think, I think there's still some video I could produce that shows they did go after Jerry Kill, who is now the head coach somewhere, like New Mexico State or something. Yeah, that's right. Crazy deal. These guys never truly retire. All right, Stephen, that was good. Man, we went right into campus. We'll do a little campus maybe uh, as we get in that 5 o'clock hour. We'll we'll throw in some campus confidential and do some good stuff there because we got a lot to talk about. But, Stephen, I enjoyed that. I know Aaron's excited. I was excited about it. I mean, Friday nights around here are going to be so fun. I mean, with the three teams that I've been hearing about that we're going to have, on the air, whoa. I mean, it's kind of like grab your attention. And I know that one team, the Internet Boys, will be out there. That's great. Good for them. But, man, we've got some good teams. <laughs> Is that what they call themselves, Stephen? All right, Simcox, have a, uh, have a great afternoon. I appreciate you. Welcome back to the Eminem family. Thank you, Matt. Always good to talk to you, buddy. All right, here he goes. Sorry, Debbie. Um Debbie Simcox had to find out what her son's doing on Friday nights here on the radio, which is how she finds out a lot of things.